0: Brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. A friend of mine on Twitter who might be one of the most Portuguese people I've ever encountered, and by that I mean he absolutely loves Portugal and its history, and he has spared no expense when it comes to his time on Twitter to talk about the great Catholic history of that country, and he is a traditional Catholic, he brought to my attention this um, well, an oath to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Now, this is something that I think that a bishop or a church or a priest of the church could sort of rework for our time for the laity and for the clergy. This oath was for was recited by King John the Fourth, the King of Portugal, and he did it for a specific purpose, but I think it could be reworked for our time. Now I'll have his English translation, which was provided by my friend. I'll put that on the uh in the show notes for a special weekend version of the show notes for uh over at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this channel or podcast with .org at the end, so that you can look at it yourself. And if you are a priest or a member of the clergy, please have a look at it if you think it can be reworked because well, we know we this we are now at the uh yesterday was the first Saturday of the month and many people continued their five first Saturdays devotion which focuses on reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary so I think this is perfectly in line with that and I think it could be done as part of that act of reparation as an an additional thing that you could do that would only take a few minutes now without further ado I'm going to recite this and we'll see what happens thereafter I King John the fourth by the grace of God king of Portugal and the Algarves, before and beyond the sea in Africa, lord of Guinea and of conquest, navigation and commerce of Ethiopia, Arabia, Persia, and India, etc., doth hereby make known this mine provision, seeing by the most particular aid of the Lord our God, restituted to the crown these my kingdoms and fiefdoms of Portugal, considering that the Lord, King D. Alfonso, Henriques, my progenitor and first king of this kingdom being acclaimed and raised king in recognition of her great aid and with the consent of his vassals took as a special advocate the virgin mother of god our lady and under her sacred protection and patronage offered to her all his successors kingdoms and vassals with a particular tribute in sign of vassalage Wishing I to imitate his holy zeal in the singular piety of the Lord's kings my predecessors, recognizing in my person the great and continued aid of the most powerful Mother of God, our Lord, by intercession of the Virgin Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception, being here we then convened in the Estates General with all three estates of the realm, did I propose the obligation we had of renewing and continuing this promise and venerating with most particular affection and solemnity the feast of her Immaculate Conception? And in these estates convened, with the consent of all, do we hereby take as patroness of our realms and fiefdoms the Most Holy Virgin Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception, in the form of the documents by the Holy Father, Urban the Eighth, obliging me to seek the confirmation of the holy and apostolic see." And therefore offer again in my name and of the prince theodosius my above all beloved son and all my descendants kingdoms fiefdoms and vassals to the holy house of the conception situated at villa vicosa for having been the first in all of iberia of this particular devotion 50 gold coins each year in tribute and vassalage likewise we do promise and swear with the prince and estates to confess and always defend, even with our lives if necessary, that the Virgin Mary, Mother of God, was conceived without original sin, having in respect that the Roman Church, our Holy Mother, to whom we are bound in obedience and to follow, celebrates with particular office and feasts the most holy and immaculate conception, with no prejudice, however, that should Holy Mother Church deem to the contrary, this oath will be null. We hope with great confidence in the infinite mercy of of the Lord our God, that by means of this Our Lady, patroness and protectress of our kingdoms and fiefdoms, of whom to our honor we confess ourselves vassals and tributaries, may she be our refuge and protection against our enemies, to the prosperity of these realms, for the greater glory of Christ our Lord, the exaltation of our holy Catholic Roman faith, the conversion of peoples, and the destruction of heretics. And should any person intend or operate against this, our promise, oath and vassalage by this same effect being our vassal we remove his rights to being a natural person of these realms and exile him from this kingdom and if that person be among our descendants which may god not allow let him no longer be counted among our descendants hoping that by the same lord god who gave us this kingdom and raised us to the royal dignity may such a descendant by from that dignity be struck down and deprived and That, for all time, and there be certainty of this our oath and promise established in the Estates General, we order that three public acts of it be kept, one sent to the court of Rome for confirmation by the Holy Apostolic See, another to be kept at the house of Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception of Via Vicosa, and the other one at the Tower of the Fall, given in this our city of Lisbon, on the 25th of March, on the year of the Nativity of our Lord, 1646." King John IV, King of Portugal. Now, what you had there was a very clear, solemn oath of a king in the mid 17th century to honor and protect Our Lady's Immaculate Conception. And if you'll recall, one of the things that uh, the sins that is made reparation for in the five first Saturdays devotion are the sins against. Our lady including the denial of the dogma of her immaculate conception this is reparation for the sins of the protestants typically as they are they and um another certain uh, group who will remain unnamed here are the major progenitors of or rejectors of that sacred dogma of the catholic faith and so king henry or king john the fourth here promised that he would always defend that dogma and in addition, he also promised that all of his, uh, well, all of his children and those who, and his descendants in general, would also defend that dogma. He swore a solemn oath to align Portugal to that purpose in perpetuity. And that does beg some questions, because we were, in the third secret of Fatima, we are told that the dogma of the faith will always be preserved, etc., And that was said about Portugal, that the dogma of the faith in Portugal will always be preserved, etc. And the etc. seemed to be a qualifying statement. We don't know what it was because the third secret of Fatima wasn't revealed. But we do wonder what that is in the context of this oath that we heard here. At some point, did the kings of Portugal tacitly reject these dogmas? It's worth some... looking into, I think, if anybody here who is listening to this is an expert on the history of Portugal as it relates to the Catholic faith. When I was uh, took part in the Fatima conference with Trad Cat Knight and uh, Trad Patrick and a couple of others, we talked about the Third Secret of Fatima, and I went into great detail about the history of and state of things in Portugal from about the mid-19th uh, century through the apparition of Our Lady and a little bit thereafter. And by then, the kings of Portugal were mostly history at that point, and the country was ruled in a much more secular way, to put it extremely mildly. So if anybody knows anything about that period of Portuguese history, let me know in the comments if the uh, kings of France or kings of Portugal rather ever deviated from the faith in a serious way. Um and if you're again, if you're a member of the clergy or if you're a bishop listening to this and you're you know, I would <laughs> and remaining anonymous otherwise. I think this could be re- reworked for our time. Devotion to Our Lady is something that we really should be promoting more, and the Five First Saturdays devotion is something that we should really look into uh, promoting even even more. And while ne- this oath was never asked for at the Five First Saturdays devotion, it's still something we could consider doing. But of course, this oath was particular to the king, so maybe this should be reworked by a member of the clergy. I don't know. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please, and as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.